Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mark Willis. Not only is it bad, because I don't think it's really worth much, it also has a negative effect. Rich Ornberg. There is a difference between having belief and then just straight up lying. You are lying. This is the Mark and Rich Show. Mark and Rich Show. On Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego and iHeartRadio, Fox Sports 1350 in the IE. What up? This is Mark and Rich. Live local noon to three every single day. So pumped that you're with us. So thankful. Thank, 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 thank you for hanging out with us, choosing us, spending some time with us. We could not appreciate you more. The invitation is standing. It is always there. 570-1360. You can weigh in. I wonder, you know, we haven't taken any calls yet on this, Rich. I wonder what everybody thinks about the latest developments with this Mission Valley thing. We've already stated it off the top. We hate this story. Yes. Uh, We know that it can get uh, you know, lengthy and boring and political and blah, blah, blah. So uh, we try to keep it uh, keep it fun, but also keep you informed uh, because it is incredibly important. And, you know, what came out yesterday, and Nick Stone is going to join us here in just over five minutes, and we'll continue to talk this out. Nick Stone made a statement a week ago to us. He also wrote it specifically in his release statement when SDSU called off negotiations. He accused Elliot Hirschman, the outgoing president at SDSU, of moving the goalposts continually. Yeah. The Union Tribune article that came out last night shows documentation of some truth of that. Now, SDSU seems to kind of be pointing the finger back and saying, well, hang on, you guys were moving the goalposts too. That's why we moved the goalposts. We have barreled this all the way down to two five-year-olds in the sandbox. Um, that is kind of what it feels like now. I'm not calling them necessarily immature, but it is a full-blown, he said, he said, between two groups that at one time, Rich, were really, really close to signing a paperwork together. Yeah, this uh, this is an unfortunate story of poor negotiations. These two sides can't seem to become a united front and attack this thing uh, both, uh, you know, uh, in in front of the city and uh, in front of the Major League Soccer. I mean, Major League Soccer wants to have a franchise in San Diego. If they can appear like they have all of their ducks in a row and that this thing's buttoned up and that they're going to be able to unify and have a strong plan of action, putting these two groups together in Mission Valley this would look good the whole way around, unfortunately. And, and I do mean that right. from from a voter's standpoint, too. I get fatigue. I get wary when things kind of hit the fan as early and as often as they have. We have all the way until November until this needs to be voted upon. And the stumblings out of the gates between these two sides to get a deal done is alarming. Uh, well, except for there's one thing about your point that there's still a lot of time. When you first weighed in on this, because remember, you were uh, you were in New York last week, and uh, so when this first kind of broke, 
uh, it was a couple days before you got to kind of weigh in. And yeah. when you weighed in, what I remember about what you said, because, you know, despite what you think, I do hear you. I do actually listen to you. Oh, well, yeah, that's good. So, sometimes. <laughs> and what I remember about what you said was, ah, this is one step in negotiations. Yeah. There's a lot of time left. I'm telling you, bud. This is getting so contentious. You've got so many groups coming out. The past presidents yesterday came live on with the cannons and announced that they are opposing Soccer City. The verbiage behind it is getting very accusatory. Uh, there's finger pointing. Uh, there's people calling the other side. Uh, you know, just untenable. Not a, not a, not a situation that's workable. How do you how do you go back from that? It yeah. does not feel today. Like these two sides, at least SDSU, is open-minded to getting back to the table. Would you agree with that? Uh, it, as it stands right now, no. However, things do what, change. No, and, you wouldn't agree with it? Well, w what do you mean? Like I've, I, from said, the, I said I said, right now, it feels like SDSU could not go back to the table. Would you agree with that? I, 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 I can't agree with that. I think that they could. I, th I believe that they could go back to the table. I believe that even in those harsh words, I think that negotiation can still be at play here. I do also believe that San Diego State uh, is either bluffing hard here in, in insinuating that this is either a, a bad deal for the city so that it changes in their favor or or potentially – uh, that they have other developers interested in doing business with them. And if this goes to the ballot and wins, they're not going to be able to explore those options. This is the leader in the clubhouse. This has been a, a special election has been created for this and one other item to be voted on come November. Uh, decisions, proposals, they can be drawn up rather quickly. Public approval can come down rather quickly if it's if it's one that curries favor amongst the public. So if they do have a plan B, like you mentioned, it would be good to have that timed appropriately, but that's up yep. to San Diego State. I have no indication of what that may be, and I can't sit here and blame them for their negotiating style because I think that there's blame on both sides. If this was a good plan for SDSU and then in turn this was a good plan for FS, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because they would have hammered out the details and they would have been a united front. But except they're not. For, except for there are a ton of emails over the last six months suggesting that at many times. Look, that's through the eyes of a columnist for the UT. No, who, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 look, no, yeah, no. Look, Those look. are documents. Yes, yes. no, documents. yes, you're absolutely right. And you read it in an article that was delivered by a writer. And there, okay. and, and as objective as you may there, try to be, there there's certain aspects of that that are fact. Like this email said this in black and white. That's the, That's not. I don't, I don't care who's telling me that. If that's true, which I'm going to say that stuff that ends up in the Union Tribune is true. Yes. Then th there are aspects of it that are black and white. It's not a black and white world. It's not a black and white article. There are pieces of it that are. Okay. But we're not – well, first of all, I don't have the emails. You don't have the emails. We're not privy to that information. And also, neither side well, has been privy to every letter of intent that crossed the bow either. So no, I, I, I hear that. And, and Nick is going to join us here in 60 seconds. Uh, Nick Stone, FS Investors. But, um, again, this is basically the tone that is currently set on, on each side. Uh, the article in the UT will suggest that what Nick Stone said last week, that SDSU is moving the goalposts, is true. Because they many, many times came to a verbal agreement and... 
then suddenly they changed their mind. SDSU will respond. And by the way, I can now confirm J.D. Wicker will join us at 2.30. So in one hour and 20 minutes, Athletic Director San Diego State will join us live. SDSU will say that, yes, we did come to verbal agreements. And then when FS investors went to write it up, the write-ups that we got did not include many of the things or added things that weren't in the verbal agreements. Nick Stone joins us live now, FS Investors. Nick, how do you respond to that? Because that's what SDSU is saying, is that once things went your way to draw them up, there would be things added in there that, that weren't previously discussed. Um, guys, look. First off, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank uh, you. Let's just let's let's start simple, which is what I think you are seeing throughout all of this is an effort on the part of our group to try and be reasonable and get to terms with the university. And yes, the goalposts have been moved a lot. And you know, yes, there's an ongoing. There was at least at one point an ongoing dialogue back and forth. Um, I feel very good that the the document that we put forward with the detailed legals in it perfectly uh, matches. I mean, it's more detailed because it's, you know, it's 12 pages and not two pages, but it perfectly matches the intent that we agreed to. I'm, I'm, I feel very, very confident in that. Um, it also, guys, is the reason why you engage in dialogue. So um, post our submission of those documents, despite repeated, repeated attempts for us uh, on our part to reach out and discuss with the other side, they never called back. That's just rare in my universe. Uh, you know, we, we do transactions all the time. Um, if there's a meeting of a mind on intent, trying to align the intent with the language is something that just takes work. And, uh, and like it, when you cut through all of it, here we stand, um, four months later, three and change months later, with a proposal that we think ticks the three major boxes that they're looking for. It, and what we basically heard was we want a stadium that's right side today. And I think, J.D., you even said it on your show, 30,000 works right now. Uh, we're at 33.5. Um, and we want a stadium that's expandable to 40,000 seats. Uh, we've, we've looked at lots and lots of 40,000-seat expansion options in conjunction with the university as, from as far back as July and August of last year. This is expandable to 40,000 seats, and it's expandable in a way that enhances, sort of maximizes the ticket revenue that they'll receive. Nick, um, let me jump, let me jump in on that very acres. point. Nick, Nick, can I jump in on that very point? Because SDSU has stated that that was one of the things that was agreed upon, expandable to 40000 um, However, when documentation for that was given to SDSU, it stated that the expansion would need MLS approval. Is that true? Uh, it, that was always a part of the, it was a part of the deal with Elliot on a verbal basis. It was part of the, the sort of negotiations back and forth. I think I think about it for a second. So what you're, if not for MLS approval, you would say, I'm going to inherently kick the soccer side of the, ha- the team out of the house. Right? It's, it's not an unreasonable ask that we continue to be allowed to play in with our professional team, the stadium that we're building half of. Um, I, I think any circumstance under which MLS says no and the university says, hey, I'm driving forward anyway and removes the civic asset from the city of San Diego is a surprising conclusion to be a sticking point over. I just can't see that as being a logical outcome. But why why can't the MLS play in a 40,000 seat stadium? You know, everybody will say you you've said, "Wow, there there is this 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 fervor for soccer in San Diego." So why why are we scared of 40,000 seats? So we, 
they won't start there today because they want to prove that the market supports it. I think it will. I think we're going to find that the market kills it. But this is why the logic of this makes so much sense. The university's desire to get the 40,000 seats was contingent on being in a, you know, sort of gaining access to a Power 5 conference. That, best I can tell, is at least a few years down the road, if not more. In that period of time, that same period of time, we'll be able to prove that we can get to a 40,000 seat stadium. And then, and then the two things should be very, very equally aligned. We, we, we might want to go to 40,000 seats before they do. I mean, I, I think all of this is in the camp of what reasonable people can agree on if there's dialogue, which is what we've been trying to have for so long. And, you know, for whatever reason, the university has decided now definitively to walk away. That's sad. They're, they're, they're big people. They get to make those decisions. We still think the synergy here is really strong. We think not only does it create a great home for them, but they can dispute it. It creates definitively the only option to bring soccer to town and, and also creates a river park and all the additional benefits in a way that does it soon so that there's sports in town, which is what I'm sure most of your listeners care about. Are there sports here or not? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely an important aspect to the conversation, but definitely the future home of the Aztecs seems to take precedent over that. Uh, Nick Stone, partner, FS Investors, joining us to talk about the Mission Valley Soccer City proposal. Uh, how do you respond to this? So the the initial conversation over the land ownership of the uh, the land underneath the stadium, it was it was going to be earmarked for San Diego State, and then letter of intent comes out, and it becomes your investment group's option to to sell it to or give it to San Diego State. So, the, um, guys, this is just where, sadly, through lack of dialogue, what's actually in that agreement is not understood. Hmm. The way that all the land is purchased is through options. And what it's true, it says the word option in there. What we're doing is we're assigning to the stadium company the option to buy the land, and that option price is set at effectively almost no value. It's in like the low $1,000 range. So is it complicated? Sure. Does it take dialogue to understand? Sure. It's part of why we started there. But it definitively gives the right to the land, to the university, for an incredibly nominal value, which is the point. You do have to transfer titles, so you can't just give it. You got to like do it with a buck. This is not that far off of that. Nick, the uh, understanding. Yeah, Nick. And, the, and oh, go ahead. to be clear, if that's really the hang-up, we should be talking because mm. that's actually what that document says. I guess you know that's that's my point. I, I today. Yesterday I was feeling a little fatigued over over some of what has been reported, and today I'm getting to the point where I'm blaming both sides equally. Why why have negotiations shut down? I realize they walk away from the table, but what onus does FS investors have in this? What what's happening in these negotiations that's tur- that's turning off the side you want to do business with so greatly that they are, in their words, done with you guys for now. Yeah, look, um, if you think about who they're saying they're done with, it's guys like Steve Altman, right? Uh, it's guys like Peter Seidler. It's guys like Mike Stone. It, I mean, it, this is um, this is a crew who, for a very long time, they're all big, big donors to the university. They're all, you know, at least two of the three are members of the directors, Kevin. They clearly love San Diego State Athletics. Um, I, I, you can't, you can, you can't force somebody to have a dialogue. But 
when you've got repeated overtures from a Steve Altman to the university that don't get responded to, it makes you feel like there's maybe a different motive at play. And, and maybe there is. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, guys, because the proposal on the table, which garnered the support of 100,000 people in the city of San Diego and which is still polling like 60% of the people in this city love it and only 25% don't want it, that is the, the crew that is going to ultimately decide what they want done with their land. That's the group who needs to be empowered to make this decision because this is their land and it's their constitutional right to vote. And what I think you'll see when everybody steps back from the drama that exists right now, and there's a lot of it and there's finger pointing and, you know, languages going up, et cetera. Just calm down and step back from that. This is a $100 million plus gift. It's 35 acres of land for the universe. It's the things that they're asking for from a group of people who Actually, even the university is still saying they like, there should be the ability for those two sides to come together. And maybe they'll harden so much that it doesn't. That's a, that's a shame. But this now presses forward because legally, actually, that's what happens here. And the initiative is, is now part of the next steps of the process. And what I would suspect is that as we get closer to November 7th, 2017, when this vote will happen, we'll see that both sides you know, have a desire to come back together again. Nick, there's been a big uh, somewhat national discussion recently come up about uh, the financing of the MLS, how their teams, uh, by and large, around the, the, the country uh, annually lose money. I understand that operating costs in sports franchises, that happens sometimes. Um, but the idea of expanding while losing money is confusing to people and certainly uh, has led it has led to the accusation that you guys are simply using the MLS in order to get the bigger prize which is all of the land surrounding it how do you respond to that yeah this is just a growth company guys so uh, nobody's going to argue that the major league soccer league has been around for as long as the NFL or major league baseball and you know up until 2 years ago amazon lost money uh, like, nobody's arguing that Amazon's not a valuable enterprise today. They lost money because they were investing more in the growth of the business than they were making at the time because they saw this huge market opportunity. So exactly the same thing is happening here. People are investing in players. People are investing in the brand. They're investing in building out this major league. Yeah, sure, lose money. Like, almost every great startup loses money. That's no surprise. Uh, of so, course. I, but, so, I, I mean, in a, city, so in a city that just lost an NFL team, you know, you start to get a little wary about business offerings from uh, you know, a sports league that if, if the bet is wrong, if this, this doesn't work out in the long view, contraction can occur. You know, so then, then you know, you kinda, you're, you're facing an uphill battle on that stance. You know, well, guys, would you argue that the I mean, the NBA lost money a couple of years ago, right? And yet nobody's arguing the NBA is going to contract and that there's like sort of long-term franchise risk in the NBA. And what we're seeing in this market is a sport that is equally popular as college football. The NBA so has I, I huge the television point, but, contracts, Nick. There's huge TV yeah. deals there that the MLS right now is not threatening to have. Yeah, but I mean, sure. All true, but all of that is tied back to money loss at the end of the day. And, and like, if you had to be one of two places, wouldn't you rather be on the side of the rising tide? Because that is clearly what's happening in soccer. And what we're seeing in this market is that the soccer enthusiasm is so massive. We're going to be on the upper end of that spectrum. And if you take the league, 
the old teams that have old stadiums that aren't as compelling, they do worse than the brand new teams that have brand new stadiums that are way more compelling. We're going to be the most cutting edge, closest, best stadium built in Major League Soccer. That spectrum exists really cleanly right now within the league. And what you'll see is we're on the upper end of all that. So the, all of the noise around losses, et cetera, that is, uh, I, I get why people, developers who oppose this project are throwing that around because it, it sounds scary. It's a standard part of startup investing, number one. And number two, we're going to do way better than the average because we've got a great market and we're going to have an incredibly compelling stadium, which San Diego State should love because where they're going to be playing when this passes is an incredibly compelling stadium. And, you know, we keep avoiding this, this the kind of reality that while there isn't another solution today, we think we're stepping into that gap to fill this very real need. So taking all of the drama out of it and all the finger pointing and the accusations and all that stuff, there's a long history of us working with the university to try and come up with a solution that works, of responding positively to moving goalposts, of, of putting forward proposals of being willing to engage in dialogue, of seeking input and feedback. Why? Because this crew actually cares a lot about the university. And what we're trying to deliver here is something that wins, is a win for them, is a win for the local community, is a win for the massive population that loves soccer, and also is economically feasible. Nick Stone, FS Investors, uh, really appreciate it as always. R- real quick, because you know we've even got listeners reacting to this as we're talking. Uh, you know, you said uh, expanding that stadium. You know, potentially that would be like kicking the MLS team out. That's why it needs MLS approval. What if SDSU came to you guys, and maybe they have, and they said, "Listen, yeah, we want this stadium to be expandable." And MLS gets no right of refusal there. Is that negotiable? Because it, it seems to me, it, 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 you know, that, that's a fair question. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. No, you can't, you can't get a major league soccer team. Without, major league soccer wants to know that they're going to be playing their sport in a stadium that they like. So if the league, if San Diego State comes back and says, hey, I get to do whatever I want to the stadium, then you well, can't not, get major not league whatever soccer I want, not whatever I want, but the but the expansion that is within the proposal. Well, I, I mean, guys, again, um, Major League Soccer is its own independent entity. You got to get both of these things to work together, right? We're, we're contributing half of the cost of the stadium. It doesn't feel unreasonable to say we should be allowed to play in the stadium that we're in that we're contributing half to. It's a hundred million dollars plus donation on our part. So. What we're trying to figure out how to do is to marry those two. Yeah. And I think what you're going to find is this stadium deal is we are more likely to expand than the university. That's my gut. I'm biased. I like the soccer side of this a lot. But, um, but importantly, we're creating the opportunity to do both. We just both have to agree. I'm also not saying to San Diego State, hey, I get to expand the stadium to 40,000 seats and you don't get any say. Right. I mean, it is an equal marriage. It's a it's a partnership. 
Nick, uh, as always, appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Okay. Nick Stone, FS Investors, will react to that coming up next. Plus, also, right around the corner, um, there's a certain Padre starter. You know I'm not a stat guy, Rich. Yeah. i got to share with you a set of numbers that is going to blow your brains. Uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. That's next, Mark and Rich. Coming up tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards, is Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn being dramatic, or is Mike Williams actually setting himself back? We've got more Cubs Padres tickets to give away as well. See you at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360 Fox Sports. Let me read you this quote, Rich Ornberger. Yeah. Quote, I got some tricks up my sleeve, so stay tuned. Hopefully, I can incorporate some things with the team when I score. It'll be tight. I'm excited to see guys in the NFL and what they do, like Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, and Travis Kelsey, and, of course, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon then responds, quote, I might do the worm or something. The changes are going to be fun. I'll be celebrating with my dogs out there. Keenan and I got some things we're planning. You'll have to stay tuned. First quote is Keenan Allen. Second one is Melvin Gordon. That's their response to the change yeah. in the celebration rules. Yeah, which, look, I you know, this is really interesting. Um, not, not a lot changed the last year other than a couple of more penalties. Guys were still celebrating. Guys were like, so getting excited about seeing player celebrations this year, if they're excessive, they're still going to be penalized. And last year they still celebrated. So what's, what's different? You know, it's just, um, well, I mean, now you can get the entire team in and you remember some of the old, like the Rams used to uh, do the bob and weave and the, the Washington Redskins back in the 80s had a thing where everybody would gather in a I mean, you can do stuff like that. You couldn't do that last year. Yeah, well. No, you can. I'm def- it's a team-building exercise, right? <laughs> it sure is. Now I, the offensive linemen can go into the end zone and do something fun with their running back. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested to see how it does change the celebrations. I don't, I don't, I, I didn't think or I don't really think it's going to change much, but uh, team to team, guys can get pretty creative. I, it, it would be really funny is if, like, they lax the rules and then, you know, you have a bunch of, you know, old, cranky white owners going, oh, no, like, you know, they change them all again the next year. I want to see the owners get in on the celebration. <laughs> I would love that. Arthur Blank. I for, Dude, yeah. Yes. During the I NFC Championship game, uh, he, he he has some dance moves. Get him down there. Let me see a Gronk touchdown and then go down there and he'll get dirt all over Robert Kraft's white collar. And, uh, and you his know, Stan Smith sneakers, and yeah, yeah, I got tussle his hair a little bit. Like I, I, I think it'd be fantastic. Actually, I think he wears um, Air so Force all, One. That's he all fair Air game Force now. Ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark and Rich, so glad you're with us. Five seven zero thirteen sixty. Listen, I'm disappointed. The Padres said we're going to do it differently this year. Right. No, no rules. Sure. The pitchers might go out there and throw four pitches, and they might take them out. And go to the bullpen. We might uh, we might start a reliever and just let him go for an inning and a half. Sure. And then bring the starter in in the middle of the game. Yeah. We're going to do righty-lefty stuff. We're going to be super creative. Well, we haven't seen much of that. Right. And that's fine if there's no reason for it. But holy hell, I've found a reason to do something out of character, and I want to know why it hasn't happened yet. After last night in New York, is it as obvious to you, Rich, as it is to me, 
that Julius Chassin should not be given a baseball on the road anymore. Yeah, he uh, he's a second pitcher now uh, for the Padres that's, that hasn't made it out of the uh, starting pitcher. It hasn't made it out of the first inning. Uh, that was a uh, to say that was a poor outing would be putting it kindly. Uh, that was the shortest start of his career, and you're absolutely right. The road, for whatever reason, is a problem for Chassin. Like that is. Yeah, you want to hear the numbers? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Listen to this and tell me <laughs> why we have to keep doing it the normal way. Why? Grab a guy from the minors, this kid that's going to pitch tomorrow night if he pitches okay. Let him be Chassin's. A partner spot starter. And if his spot lands on the road, let the kid do it. And if it lands at home, let Jasim do it. Why is that crazy? Oh, Mark, they don't do it that way. Why? Just do it. Listen to these numbers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He has pitched four times at home. Four times. That is totaled 27 innings. He's given up two runs. Not bad. In 27 innings. Not bad. On the road, he has thrown six times, <laughs> totaling 26 in a third inning. Oh, no. <laughs> and has given up 32 runs. It's interesting because your your that's insane. Your comment, yeah, thirty two runs. Well, he got shelled at, uh, at Dodgers opening day. Yeah, Dodgers I, yes, that was a bad one. Obviously, last night was a bad one. This this pitcher struggles on the road. You've you've stumbled across something. But talking about getting the bullpen involved early, I mean, him and Weaver, uh, they're they're kind of making good on that promise yeah, that Andy Green they, made. <laughs> let Weaver do that. He could be yeah. Chasin's road pitcher. Right. If yeah, they, if, yeah. They, if they love his clubhouse presence so much, keep him on the team and let him pitch when it's Chasin's turn, except for it's on the road. Sure, sure. Both of them would get more rest. Oh, but they're creatures of habit. Oh, it ain't working, people. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever their habits are right now, they ain't working. 26 in a third innings, 32 runs. Yeah, it's not road. good. It's not good. I don't know what good. that ERA, but it's like 11, 12, 13 of an ERA. At home, he's dominating. Well, more more alarming is the fact that you have to lean on your bullpen so hard when you do that. You're only pitching on average, what, four innings when you're, when you're pitching that way? It, you, you dig into the bullpen. That has been a bright spot for this pitching group. And then you overwork them. So when somebody turns in a decent start, like actually Jared Weaver did once or twice of his, I don't know, nine starts so far, uh, they, can't, they can't save him. So it's it's kind of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, Mark, I think if you had a different pitcher pitch every single one of the nine innings, you probably would be doing yourself some good because you'd have a lot of fresh arms. Uh, you wouldn't have a lot of uh, uh, consistency, but at least, a, you know, the batters wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be able to get think, a read on things. Yeah. I think they should just have some fun with it, man. Yeah, at this point. Every game, let all the pitchers come to the dugout about an hour before game time. And Andy Green put all their names in a hat. Sure. <laughs> and just draw one out and be like, dude, you got it. You're yeah, pitching wh- whoever, whoever I pull is and, the starter. You're, yeah. You're, and, yeah. And if, <laughs> yeah. if you pitched last night, your name doesn't go in the hat. And if you're on the road, Chasin's name doesn't go in the hat. Let's put it this way. It really can't get much worse when they're on the road. I mean, it really can't. So you could get Jeez. that goofy and it wouldn't be that ridiculous. Yeah. yeah no, I'm listen. Why not? 
I mean, try some new things. That was the whole idea, right? Okay, Mark and Rich, if you're on hold to react to Nick Stone, stay right there. We're coming to you next. It's also time for the list. Fantastic prize to give away today. Two contestants needed. Start dialing now, 570-1360. This is Mark and Rich. Harmon Acosta coming up at 3 o'clock today. Another first-inning blowout loss to the Padres. How long can we suffer through this without saying enough's enough? We'll tell you on Extra 1360, Fox Sports, San Diego. Woo! Turn it up! I told you five weeks ago that he was a transformative talent and that he was going to win the voice. (laughs) Yes, you did. You did. This is Chris Blue, and I don't care what the hell album he puts out, I'm buying it. Yeah, I mean, you, you are invested in the show, so I don't, uh, I don't doubt for a second. Did you watch last night? No, 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 no. You I, told I, me you were watching now. No, no, no. I, I haven't been watching. I just, I'm aware of who this guy is. He's, he's made, a, he's made himself known. I mean, beyond the show, even because yeah, somehow, you, if you don't watch the show, how do you know who he is? He must have been promoted on the radio at some point while I was listening to it because I, I've heard his voice and and the last name memorable blue. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've heard him before, but yeah, I don't want the voice at all. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice to me jumped the shark when the initial crew broke up, you know? Well, the two of the initial crew are still there. Yeah, I know. Adam Levine and uh, Blake Shelton are still there. Yeah, yeah, I guess and, they're uh, and And Gwen is now dating Blake, and, and, and she's beautiful. And, and Alicia Keys is, like, probably the most talented musician alive. Yeah, she is a lecturer. I think yeah. about the only thing I know about The Voice is they sit in chairs that spin around. Yes, they do. Yes, they Which, by the way, doesn't do that, that look fun? Wouldn't you? I would love. We need some of those chairs in here. I'd love for, for the I'd chair to spin any, around, and then, yeah, like, yeah I'm going to do it right like, now. Like, anytime. You make around a like, bad... oh my God, it's Brent yeah. Sperry. And no, I would love back it around. if any, anytime <laughs> you make a bad point, I go, and you just turn around and you're not able to talk into your microphone anymore. <laughs> that would be amazing. Wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like anytime you say something mean about the Warriors, I'll just be like, Push. I know. I know. Which yeah, poof, he's gone. I, I you know, I'm I'm actually interested to see what happens when when or if uh, assuming when uh they, they and the Cavs meet because oh, yeah. yes, that's when. That Draymond, when. you know, the fact that he wasn't out there kind of made the whole series and they have KD now. This is I mean like when well, you start only, he only missed one game. They yeah. only missed one game. I, I know, but it made a difference. It, it made did. a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um absolutely. I, it it makes um, a difference. Um, all right. Let's see. Here, turn around. Uh, let's go to Ken. Uh, before we do the list, Ken has called in about Soccer City and our Nick Stone conversation. Remember, J.D. Wicker joins us in exactly 40 minutes, Athletic Director, San Diego State. Hi, Ken. Hey, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I called last week when Rich was out, but, Mark, we talked about uh, I'm the guy who is a huge soccer fan, been to World Cups, Olympics, English Premier League games in London, but also an SDSU alum and booster. 
Oh, so, so was, you're the soccer fan in San Diego. I've been hearing a lot about you. Yeah. And, <laughs> anyways, so I, I left off as that, you know, the football program and the soccer are basically side dishes to the entree. The, the, the control over the land is really what they're fighting over. Sure. And the sports is secondary. However, I've kept an open mind because I'd like both to be there. I don't want the football program to die, and I'd like soccer to be here. Um, but the more I listen to the FS investors when they're interviewed on the radio, both yours and elsewhere, as well as reading what the city attorney has proposed versus what they say on the radio, because she has gone over the 3,000-page initiative. Yes. I've got to say that the FS investors are full of it because what they are saying, and I know those are strong words, what they are saying on the radio is not what's on the proposal, the initiative, and you cannot amend that initiative. It has to go to the voters the way it is, and it's non-binding. So if they say hey, we are willing to do this for San Diego State, they don't have to after it's approved. So I am now 100% behind San Diego State. Yeah, Ken, thank you for calling. Rich, I thought that was something really interesting out of the conversation with Nick today, and we can talk more about it at 2, and we'll we'll mention it to J.D. Wicker. Um, This idea that, yeah, the stadium's expandable, all good, like let's get started, see how things are going, you need to expand the stadium, that's fine. And then when you're ready to expand the stadium, you need MLS approval. Yeah. Now that now now and when we pushed Nick on that, he was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, it's the MLS stadium." And I'm like, "Well, hold on a second. Right? It is. Well, and then so San Diego State is just a guest un- in their own stadium. Unfortunately, he kept saying, "Well, you know, when your partner's in a stadium, and you know, it's it's really playing both sides of that fence." Yep. And and I I yeah, the the interview was a bit revealing today, but yeah, we'll dive into that after two. Right now, uh, we got some prizes to give away. Think you know it all? You really don't. These guys sure do. You think you know, but you don't know. It's time to put that to the test. And you never will. On the list. Two contestants, three rounds. That's how we roll on the Mark and Rich Show. It's the list every single day. Today, Ali and Tim getting through on these jammed lines. Today, Ali, you got in first. Your choice of host. What do you want to do? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, thinking, no. I'm no, thinking I, about I, going with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would go with Mark also at this yeah, point. This yeah. Is, it's uh, it's, it's this another is... two to nothing week so far. We <laughs> can actually put the hammer down already. Yeah, I used to put up a fight here, Ali, but I yeah. believe you made the right choice. So, Tim, welcome to the uh, list. I hope, so. I, I, hope uh, I hope you uh, survive this. I, I apologize. We are. Ah, that a baby. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. Penn, Penn State, State, State Rose Bowl, Rose too. So. Yeah, we got All right, Ali versus Tim. Tim, or... you are my slump buster, as they oh, call it. Oh, don't say that. That's <laughs> disgusting if he only knew what that meant. Okay, Ali, Tim, each of you have one lifeline in the three rounds. Reach out to your host partner for a suggested answer. That is up to you after that if you want to use it or lose it. Now here comes executive producer Brent Spurry with today's topic. What are we doing, Brent? All right, guys. Assuming the Cavs and the Warriors both reach the finals, they will become the seventh and eighth franchises to ever go to three straight NBA finals. Name the other six. All right. Oh, okay. That seems simple enough. Yeah. Okay. There are six franchises who have been to an NBA finals three years in a row. Who are they? Uh, Tim and Rich, uh, you are uh, first. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, that's got to be right. 
Yeah. yeah I would have, I would have, yep, Celtics, okay. The delay Ali. did scare me for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a dramatic pause there. Yeah. Uh, Ali, what do you say? Uh, I'll go with the Lakers. Okay, well, we got a couple, have of, it. couple of guys taking bunnies here. Good job. Okay, Tim, round two. What do you say? Let me go with Chicago Bulls. Smart man. Bulls, yeah, I heard something about the Bulls one time. They were decent okay. in the 90s. Yeah, they were okay. So, okay, two to one. Ali, what do you got? Uh, Detroit Pistons. Okay. All right, we got through two rounds unscathed. Nice job. Gentlemen, yeah. round three, lifelines, both intact. Only two answers left. Tim, what do you do? Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, well, hold on a second. Hold on. Before you slap yes. the buzzer yes. up there, Brent, remember Please the premise don't. of the question, Tim, was the Warriors and Cavs are about to become number seven uh. and eight. Who are the other six? So try again. Okay, I'll go with. God, that's. Let's go with the Knicks. Oh, I love it. Yeah! Oh, wow. (laughs) Team Rich with three right answers and went about it the right way, and that is to not ask Rich for his opinion. Um, Ali, one right answer left. You need it. What do you say? Um, I'll go with. Um, what we'll say, Warriors? Okay, hold on. Oh, no, no, don't buzz him. No, no, no. He gets, no. The, same, he gets the same treatment that Tim gets. This is just. One more uh... time, gentlemen. The premise of <laughs> the question is oh. the Cavs and Warriors are about to become numbers seven and eight. Who are one through six? Oh, so, so the Cavs. Yeah, uh... no. <laughs> okay. There's only one right answer out there. Um, may I remind you that Lifeline is available, but Ali, go ahead. Yes, I'll, I'll do my Lifeline. It's because, mm. you know, the Warriors already went there. They're, they already won four games. The Cavs only won three. So. Right, that's, right. that's correct. Yeah. However, this guy. I'll use that, my Lifeline. Yeah, the guy that plays for the Cavs, LeBron, I seem to remember him playing on the, on the Miami Heat. And I, and I think that they, they went to four in a row, if I remember correct, Ali. Yeah, I'll take it. I forgot about that one. All right, so we've gotten ourselves, although it was a bumpy ride, all it's the way a to tie. a 3-3 th- three, three tie. It's just <laughs> like soccer. We're, yeah, it's, it is like soccer. We're going to call them all, Mark. Yep, I have gotten MLS approval okay. to go ahead and go into overtime. So thankfully, uh, we've got one tiebreaker question. Gentlemen, let me finish asking the question. Uh, once I do, your buzzer is to scream out the name of your host partner. Whatever we hear first, we are going to that person for the answer. Here we go. Today's question. Last night, the Cavaliers beat the Boston Celtics in game four. LeBron James was not the leading scorer for the Cavaliers. Who was? Rich. Mark, Mark, Mark. Oh, I it's Tim. Rich first. We go to Tim. Oh, boy. We're going to go with the point guard, and his name is escaping me at the <laughs> moment. Oh, <laughs> It is three, oh, two, one. Mark. Oh, we, we, we have to go to Ali. Oh, this is oh, not good. The leading score, Kyrie Irving. No, I can't believe it. I mean, the most I just, dramatic. I don't even know. The most dramatic I... team will win. Oh, oh sweet, sweet. Hey, Brent, could you get Trey Boston on the line again? I need a... I need some positivity back in my life. How does this team have... Tim, we were so close!
Um, Ali, uh, you are the champion. Uh, impossible is nothing. Uh, you have won a four-pack of tickets to go see the Padres on May 29th. It's a Monday. They're going to be taking on the world champion Cubs. Uh, so enjoy that, and I am going to cry. So you've made a grown man cry. Thank you, Ali. I mean, uh you got to start working with the universe, man. I, I keep uh, picturing that Reggie Miller choke picture. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Was, I mean, I was, I was all ready to hand you the trophy for the day. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, J.D. Wicker's still ahead at 2.30. Uh, we will continue to react to Nick Stone. Phone lines open 570-1360. And, uh, and also coming up next, we have our major San Diego entertainment announcement. we got a lot to do. Oh, coming yeah. up, Mark and Rich. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.